Just a quick note for all you buff babies, uh, this should be the last episode where you hear that little bit of static feedback on my side of things. So if you're especially sensitive to that, perhaps skip this episode. Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is Chapter 11, Wizard, boarded by Bert Yaun, Pete Browngart, and Adam Muto. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we learn that with great power comes great responsibility, especially when you don't read the fine print. This podcast contains full spoilers for all Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. As Finn and Jake are out on a walk discussing the nature of demon hearts, an evil-looking skeleton offers them free magic. After some brief haggling, our heroes accept, running through a magical portal. There they meet Bufo, a group of tadpole wizards living in a talking toad's vocal sack. They run a school for young wizards, but explain that few have the responsibility to take on the ultimate power. After promising that they're responsible, Finn and Jake begin their lessons. They quickly level up, learning a host of spells, including Dustomancy, Shadow Sorcery, Sleep, and the ability to grow wings. After Jake puts himself to sleep, Finn asks to receive the final, most ultimate power. Bufo warns him that he'll need to take the Pledge of Ultimate Responsibility, and Finn immediately agrees, refusing to actually hear the Pledge. He immediately discovers that it was a vow to spend the rest of his natural life continuously protecting the village from an incoming asteroid. Finn says that's stupid, and attempts to move the village safely using his new powers. He initially fails, but with the help of the other ancient wizards who are keeping the asteroid at bay, they triumph. Wizards only, fool. <laughs> um, I went into this episode remembering that I really disliked it. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised to find it's honestly like a really fun episode. Yeah, I don't it's know cute. why I didn't I don't know why I didn't care for it the first time. Probably because Finn had to eat a broom and that's gross. That wasn't gross so much as uncomfortable. Ugh. It's Ugh. just just empathetic and what what <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say the magic system of how they get their powers is interesting in this episode. They have a very fun montage of doing completely random stuff, like having to balance on the back two legs of a chair and things. <laughs> uh, was that your favorite moment, the learning montage? Um, no, I think my favorite moment at the beginning, uh, when they're, that skeleton comes up to be like, hey, have some free magic. And Jake's like, wait, wait, wait. Look at his hollow eyes, his reek of decay. And Finn's like, oh, he's evil. And Jake's like, well, yeah, sure, obviously. But he's also ugly. And that's the important part. <laughs> oh, Jake. Hey, kid, you want some magic powers? Magic powers for absolutely free. <laughs> I feel like this was really 
a big trope um, a lot in like the 90s and the early 2000s. Like I, I remember a similar gag with sundials cropping up in the Hercules film. And I think it was in a few other places. Um, but I feel like maybe the cultural touchstone for where it came from has died out because you don't see it as much. Yeah, I mean, with the internet, that's, like, where illicit selling has moved to, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Why would you need to buy, like, a fake DVD of The Mummy when you can just watch it on Netflix? Absolutely. That's true. Very true. My favorite part was when uh, they go through the portal at the very beginning. There, There's a bunch of butts on the other side, and they're farted out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is very you. That's very you. <laughs> Um, they didn't need to do that, but they did just for me. Well, they always put in that, especially this early adventure time. If there's a chance for a butt or a fart joke, they're putting it in there, even if they have to force it. It's coming. Even if they have to force the fart. <laughs> uh, why did I agree to do a podcast with you again? Because you love me. I'm doubting that now. <laughs> um. This is, is another episode that was extremely Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I mean, I guess whenever I play D&D, I'm going to think that this is how wizards are trained now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think that's whatever, if the dungeon master says it is, you, it is, you know, you can't prove otherwise. Uh, then again, even in D&D, I wouldn't really expect to see a person who's a bunch of tadpoles in the throat of a frog that was great i love that frog tadpole wizard hive mind design it's pretty cool yeah and i think i think bufo comes back eventually he does look familiar and i did like the detail that the the tadpoles aren't actually a hive mind they actually have to like make themselves talk yeah. in unison and one of them gets called out for not doing it properly. dang it leonard if we don't all talk at the same time then nobody will understand us oh it, it's really good <laughs> um so yes uh it explicitly says them advancing in their powers is leveling up um finn has the ability to make like a, a mage hand at the end um i mean it's pretty quickly clearly like mage hand spell but they call it vorpal hand vorpal um, hand I- that's the that's the blade yeah, the blade from the Jabberwocky, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do find that amusing because I think Vorpal is one of those things that has been codified into fantasy at large as, like, you know, the super cool magical metal. Um, and I love how it comes from the most nonsensical poem ever. Also, what a good reference in a TV show with a bunch of fart jokes. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, to my knowledge, uh, there weren't any fart jokes in the one land stories but um they certainly have a similar sense of surrealism so that's true i don't think i don't think uh it's that surprising uh i actually wrote down all of the powers that we know that they got so there's dustomancy shadow sorry shadow sorry uh the yellow afro and and uh (laughs) um mustache uh procuring mayonnaise Beauteous oh, wings. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, so what I don't really is like that? mayonnaise at, at all. Um, like, I'll maybe, it, like, if it's a very, very tiny dusting on, like, a sandwich or a burger, I'm okay. But otherwise, it, like, 
oh no i i don't care for it that made me feel like throwing up <laughs> well <laughs> i just it's so bizarre and gross i like mayonnaise and i thought it was gross okay sorry um my d d my the taste of must of mayonnaise aside what else did they have oh okay they have beauteous wings sleep mm -hmm. dragon eyes tiger claw vorpal hand blazing feet it's a good it's a good feet. list and then the mage hand uh that he uses to like save the city yeah um and i will say um ultimate power finn looks super awesome um uh he, he's like in their little uh, title card, which I don't think we've ever mentioned the title card, as they all have a super cool style. Um, it has him in his ultimate power form, and yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. With his robe tucked into his pants. <laughs> because he realizes it looks like a dress. That was weirdly out of place, because it's not usually... This isn't a show that usually makes those kind of jokes, but... Uh, it is incredibly immature fit and it's kind of cute. And I think that they balance it out fine because uh, Jake goes, yeah, I'm into it. It's like Gossamer. Yeah. Um, I hope, you know, I, I would like a robe. I think a robe would be cool. Yeah. I mean, robes are the coolest. They are. Yeah. Especially a Gossamer robe. <laughs> um, these powers never come back, though. Do never. They? Never. I I mean, they would be so OP if they had all these powers. And Absolutely, but it will bother me. I mean, I forever. know, I know. I, it, it's not like they the writers were expecting to have anything resembling close continuity. But where did they go? Maybe they were blasted off at the end with their clothes. <laughs> right, the the asteroid blasted off all their fur and clothes and powers yeah okay sure why not <laughs> i do like how the plan was okay we train these wizards up and they'll keep you know they'll use telepathic power to keep this asteroid at bay and finn is literally the first person in like 800 years or something who's like uh no we have a bunch of super awesome powers let's just do something to the asteroid <laughs> Youth culture forever! Oh, that was a great line. When Bufo says, My word, I've never met someone so irresponsibly responsible. That is a very accurate way to describe Finn. Oh yeah, I highlighted that as well. That's like his tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, he's gonna do it, even though he's not gonna learn the stakes first. He's not, he's not going to find out all the details. He's just going to rush in. If there's an issue, he'll figure it out on the go. So here was something that kind of confused me at the end. So after, you know, the asteroid has been redirected or whatever, and they all get back together with Bufo, and Finn's like, yeah, your idea was stupid. And they kind of call Bufo out for what he did. Uh, then he's like, and the Bufo's crying and so upset, and Finn's like, don't be upset. Just don't take credit for other people's ideas. Was that ever the issue? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the issue was he was lying and also not very smart on his saving the town from an asteroid plan. What, what does this have to do with anything? Hey, man, you're asking for a linear moral uh, lesson in season one Adventure Time? I mean, that's fair, but all the others were understanding understandably bad morals like yeah you're saying the opposite of what moral we would expect like yes you can always help everyone or 
Actually, breaking promises is great. This one is just a non sequitur. <laughs> I think it's just so they could do the joke where he's like, good idea. Glad I thought of it. I mean, that's a great joke. I feel like it would have landed better if it made more sense is the thing. <laughs> so I looked up the note section on the Adventure Time wiki. Um, and at the end, uh, when they all become naked and their um, bits are covered in logs... Apparently that was originally going to be beavers, but it got. Oh my out. gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> Apparently, also that scene is also censored in a couple countries. They don't show. I mean, what do you mean? How is it censored? No, like they like <laughs> like they don't show the scene. Oh, so they just cut off like the last yeah, minute. Yeah, like, so? it's extra censored. They're already censored. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's already confusion. censored, but um, we can't let kids know that we have anything down there. Yeah, gosh, no. No, that, that, that's, no. Don't learn about bodies, kids. Bodies are evil. And I like that Jake doesn't need a log, right? Which is also, when it comes to Rainicorn and Jake uh, being possible nudists, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I have many questions. And unfortunately, we will be revisiting Half-Naked Jake. Very like soon. Three episodes. Um, so <laughs> don't look forward to that. <laughs> Did you find the snail? I did. When they were too. in the the montage, when they were learning, they were shooting up sparks. And the snail yeah. was there. So I, I'm very proud of myself for that. Me too. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to bring up about this magical episode? Not really. I I, I mean, I guess the uh, at the very beginning when Jake says, when Finn goes, I'm a responsible dude. And Jake goes, so am I. And Finn's like, that's a lie. It is a lie, and I take full responsibility for it. <laughs> I mean, that's also a really good summary of Jake's. Yeah, so we get two, we get two good summaries of the main main guys in this one. Yeah, so I think I think that's honestly what the episode is. Listen, it's nothing amazing. It's not a standout, uh, but it's a good. Just if somebody said, "Hey, what's a typical episode of Adventure Time?" This would be probably one of the ones I could point them to. Yeah, for early Adventure Time, anyway. Yeah. All right. KK, I believe it is your turn to see our uh, wonderful listeners off with a media wreck. Yeah, um, there is a book by Diana Wynne-Jones called Year of the Griffin. I think technically it's a sequel for another book um, that she wrote, but I, I never read that one. I've only ever read Year of the Griffin. It's about mm-hmm. a wizard school, and it's very found family, interspecies relationships, uh, fighting the man type of book, and it's delightful. Can't can't recommend it enough. Oh, you mean the ultimate villain is just a man? <laughs> Not um, like a dragon or a, or a griffin or anything? Uh, yeah, actually. It's the man. Oh, the man. The one yeah. that they all talk about. Correct. The man. The man without a plan. Okay, great. So glad we finally have a story about that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Laura and KK the Humans on Come Along With Me. If you've been enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram and Tumblr at adventuretimepod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Youth culture forever! (laughs) 